1: Hello and welcome to the Oxventure D&D podcast. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, everybody, where we listen to old episodes of Oxventure D&D and talk about them. It's a critical hit to your brain. I'm Jane. I play Prudence the Tiefling Warlock.
2: Hi, I'm Andy. I play Corazon de Baena, the human pirate rogue.
1: And this week we're listening to Let's Get Fiscal Part 2, the gripping conclusion to Let's Get Fiscal, which was the Oxventure D&D session recorded at MCM Comic Con in Birmingham, uh, in November 2021. Yeah, so that's that. This is the one
2: where Luke was DMing. I believe he was on here last week explaining himself.
1: Yeah, he was. Uh, gave a full account of his uh, activities and intentions. And now it's you. <laughs> now it's over to you.
2: Oh, you want to hear from me?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Well, I have I have some very strong memories from this session. Right. Um. Because this is the session that afterwards is a treat. MCM, let me meet the Red Dead Redemption voice actors.
1: Oh yeah, in fact, yeah, it, there's a point in the show where you're like I can't believe what you've just said. The Red Dead voice actors are here and they might overhear us.
2: Their pa- their panel signing table was yeah. really close to our stage.
1: They might and, have overheard our nonsense. You know,
2: Ellen's Ellen's doing her awful things to the boss. <laughs> that I won't get into cuz it's a spoiler. It's a
1: spoiler. You'll have to listen and, and join us after to um, discuss those spoiler things. Yeah. Um, before that, Andy. Yes. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I like your t-shirt.
2: Thanks very much. I'm, yeah, I'm wearing the uh, outside Xbox uh, group picture done by Colin Craker.
1: Designed by Colin Craker. Looks very yeah, nice. Yeah.
2: This, this is the picture that's in uh, Two Point Campus, right?
1: Yeah, so Two Point Campus, which um, I believe, yes, will be out by the time you are listening to this podcast. Uh, Two Point Campus is out now, and I am uh, a wholehearted and fervent fan of the Two Point series. Mm, and me too. They made a little, they made a little Jane to go in Two Point yeah. Campus, and uh, you can also create a, a rug with our our faces on. There's yeah. like a a campus student bedroom rug that is outside Xbox, outside Extra, kind of branded with the same design as Andy's t-shirt that he's wearing right now so um, yeah. look that out
2: I'm a I'm a big fan of the two-point games huge huge fan Are you? a lot in my spare time yeah um, not on camera because you know I like to it's something <laughs> I enjoy it's something I enjoy myself so I it's assume just for Andy
1: yeah
2: I assume they put me in the game as well somewhere as well Andy I think we
1: should aim a little higher and get you uh get you a cameo in Red Dead Redemption 3 which is surely on the way surely
2: in. on the way it's one of the top 10 selling games of all time you think they would make another one wouldn't you
1: Um. Yeah, in the future year 2039.
2: Yeah, I guess we're not going to see GTA for another. You'll be living on
1: the moon before you play Red Dead Redemption Three. I'll be playing
2: it on my brain box 3000.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But imagine if there was an Andy character in it. We just have to start. We have to get to work now. We have to
2: get the grassroots campaign going,
1: seducing the houses. That's for you I don't, to think, do. that's how it,
2: I don't think that's <laughs> how it goes. That's not what Roger Clark or Rob Wheathoff did, my friends.
1: Okay, you're going to have to establish yourself as a premier voice actor is what you're going to have to do. And also, they're not likenesses. It's not like, it's not like their likenesses are in the game. What do you even want? Do you want a voice role? Do you want a likeness? Yeah, a
2: voice, a voice role okay. would be fine. Okay, I yeah. see. A or voice it could be, be I could fine. do horse, horse sounds.
1: Horse sounds, okay. Yeah. With Like coconut shells, you mean like the kind of clippity-clop?
2: No, just the sort of, kind of sounds. I could do those.
1: <laughs> well, it's done now. They just need yeah. to. Oh no, put they it could, for free. could isolate they that could sound and put it in for that. free. Yeah, that
2: is not copyright free. Houses.
1: hands off. <laughs> Royalty free horse sounds and yeah. Dungeons and Dragons podcast, the Oxventure D and D podcast.
2: Yeah, what else have I been doing? We've been playing uh, Multiversus, which is yeah. the new Warner Brothers IP fighting game. We're yeah. all the rich Warner Brothers IPs, yeah. Like it's you might a, have seen in the movie Space it's Jam. It's a multi-way
1: crossover between yep. Scooby Doo and DC D- Comics. DC Comics,
2: yeah. Ad- and Adventure basketball. Time.
1: Actual yeah. basketball player LeBron, LeBron James, James is, there.
2: is in there. We played a bit on stream last week. Um, who was your favourite character in the end, Jane?
1: I think Wonder Woman was probably the best for me. I enjoy I enjoy her very much. She's mm-hmm. got a lot of ways to defend herself which is what I need when I play any kind of smash bros or like brawler. Yeah. Um, Garnet was pretty good, actually. Oh, yeah. Garnet's quite a good like starter player for From me. From Steven Universe. From Steven Universe, indeed. But hard to beat uh, Shaggy and his shirt rip taunt.
2: Yes. At yeah, one point doing... in the
1: stream, we all unlocked the shirt rip torn, and we were all <laughs> surprised and delighted to find that the shirt rip taunt is persistent and you just play as a shirtless shaggy for the rest of yeah, the match
2: just shirtless shaggy for the rest of the four match. four of them yeah. well three
1: of three of them and a bot
2: yeah i was um because this is the sort of person i am yeah like after we played that i was like i wonder where the character of shaggy came from like what this character was inspired by when they created scooby-doo because it's quite a uh it's quite a specific character and so I looked. I looked up like the history of Scooby Doo and how they came up with the characters, and they basically stole them wholesale from a like late '50s, early '60s sitcom called The Many Loves of Dobie Gillis. For real? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to slack you a picture now.
1: Okay, of the I'm sort looking. Of
2: principal cast. Of Let me see. The Many Loves of Dobie Gillis.
1: Huh. Okay. So Shaggy is clearly the fellow on the right.
2: Yeah, that's Bob Denver, who went on to be Gilligan in Gilligan's Island. No But way. he played TV's first beatnik character.
1: In this
2: this sitcom.
1: I like that his hair isn't long, but it is a shade longer than the guy next to him who has a crew cut.
2: Who has a crew cut. But his is slightly longer. And he has a little goatee beard, like Shaggy. uh,
1: Yes, uh, he does have a goatee beard. And his
2: catchphrase in the show was going, someone would mention work and he'd go, work! Because he didn't like to work, you see. That's what the Phoenix were like.
1: (laughs) So and he's sort of tall. He's he looks tall and sort of, sort of shaggy-like in his yeah. build. Uh, yeah, that's it's, really interesting.
2: It's kind of, yeah, wild how many of these, like, Hanna-Barbera animated shows were just completely ripped off like successful sitcoms. Like how um, Top Cat is exactly Phil Silvers from Sergeant Bilko. It's okay. Like, even doing an impression of him and everything. Okay. And like, you could just get away with that.
0: Or like the, Flintstone. the
2: Flintstones was the honeymooners as well. They just completely copied that. You
1: are naming some things I'm not familiar with now. I don't okay. know what the honeymooners is. All right, I can see. I
2: uh, okay, I've got that that, that uh, warning sign in my head now, which is like no one knows what you're talking about. <laughs> Row it, it, back. You've gone Andy, too deep. Your
1: references.
2: You've gone too, too deep obscure. into Wikipedia, and you've learned too much that no one cares about. So I'm rowing it back. But yeah, Shaggy. Okay. Complete ripoff of Bob Denver and the in the many lives of loves of Dobie Gillis. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I'm There's gonna I'm week. gonna
1: link this image in the description of this episode. So if you wanna see the picture I'm looking at right now, which is a proto shaggy mm. from a black and white sitcom from the do you say late fifties, early sixties? Yeah,
2: fifty nine to like early sixties. Then
1: around. uh yeah, help yourself to the link in the show notes. Yeah. That is interesting though. That Shaggy wasn't, like, didn't spring fully formed from Formally some Fully formed from writer's Joseph Hanna and
2: William Barbera.
1: Yeah, wild. I guess you could say that the sort of that beat Nick trope character was a, like an archetype. But also, yeah. I'm very, very distinctly looking at Shaggy right now. Like that, There's no getting around it.
2: Well, if you want to go even deeper into the, into the Shaggy lore... And I do. I can tell you that the Shaggy voice that actor Casey Kasem... Based the, the voice on was a character in uh, Eve Arden's sitcom Our Miss Brooks is that is that interesting
1: again you've, you've <laughs> missed me with that reference
2: sorry alright fine
1: but the voice is based on so the kind of wavery Voice yeah, is, is it's based, based on, on a separate character. A separate the likeness sitcom, from one yeah. sitcom and the voice from another sitcom. And what about Zoinks? Is that is I that an Zoinks original? Maybe
2: Zoinks may be an original creation.
1: Oh, thank goodness. It was just different yeah. enough to, to be a legally yeah. distinct character. <laughs>
2: I mean, the, the, the like did come yeah. from Toby Gillis. He was always saying like, but Zoinks is probably.
1: Well, no one owns like, like man. Like Zoinks. Like is like.
2: Yeah. But that was like a real beatnik speech pattern that we've all adopted. That we've now.
1: all adopted. It's so powerful, yeah. those beatniks. Yeah. very influential (laughs) okay good well i'm glad that multiverse has sent you on a deep dive into american pop culture history
2: this is what happens when you let me talk (laughs) and interrupt
1: um okay so who was your favorite character then was it shaggy
2: i liked shaggy a lot i think probably my favorite character was jake the dog from adventure time because he could just stretch around the place Mm. it, it looked very funny yeah he did um but also he he was good. He had sort of morphing powers. that you can turn his arms into a big axe and hit you people. You can turn him with them. into a house some
1: yeah. sort of car.
2: They've got a they've got to add the Mortal Kombat guys, right? Scorpion and Sub-Zero, that's one of Do Warner they Brothers.
1: though? Yeah. They're like real game characters from yeah, real games. Yeah, but so is
2: in the Smash Bros you've got like Pikachu fighting Solid Snake or Ryu and Ken from Street Fighter. So mm.
1: It's a good point. I mean they've got they've it's just a rich, rich body of intellectual property to draw on. Yeah. Multiverses could go on for decades or it could be forgotten about tomorrow. Well, all
2: the weird ones in Space Jam, you've got Pennywise the Clown and mm. the Droogs from Clockwork Orange and the mm-hmm. Nun from The Nun. Yeah. Get all them in there.
1: It, it does have a real vibe of you're playing a kind of Space Jam game, but without any basketball, just with fighting.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, LeBron James does have basketball, oh, so yeah, he basketballs, Oh, yeah, several basketballs, in fact, yeah. 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 he's always dunking them on your face and hurting you,
1: but it's that feverish space jam vibe where it's yeah <laughs> where I'm not sure who's enjoying all of this in fact, no one's enjoying all of this, but some people are enjoying parts of this yeah yeah
2: well that's i mean this is the this is the result isn't it of endless um media conglomeration. <laughs> where- <laughs> You've got like three entertainment companies now, and they can be like, yeah. "Well, we'll do a crossover with everything." We Everyone's a multiverse now. We own one third of now.
1: all, yeah, creative, um, popular content. So yeah. let's do a mashup. Let's we're going yeah, we're gonna
2: multiverse everything, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Yep, 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 If anyone wants the Accenturers as part of their multiverse,
1: would you? Yeah, who do you want to be bought by? Which of the three companies that exist, the three companies um, that remain, having absorbed all other companies, which one do you want to be bought by?
2: Uh, and then you can mash good, up with probably, their other probably,
1: properties
2: probably Disney because then we could get a like a theme park ride or I guess Universal yeah then we could yeah Universal's probably more likely to have an Oxventure ride because it would get a bit uh, you know a bit PG-13 probably
1: okay okay
2: but Disney Marvel stabbing.
1: you can be in their eventual inevitable brawler with Captain America and that's true um, the Corazon
2: Captain America dream, uh, dream and, team uh, everyone's been dreaming of
1: what's his name old um, Jack Sparrow Nope.
2: He's a pirate. Keep
1: keep naming keep naming characters.
2: Keep naming Disney Just characters. Just keep naming right, no Mickey, keep naming Mickey Disney Mouse. Marvel
1: characters. <laughs> okay, right.
2: <laughs> Horace Horse Collar. Laura Bell Cow. Keep going. Iron Iron Man.
1: Kylo Thor. Ren is who I'm Kylo thinking Ren. Bit, Kylo Kylo Ren? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Kinda okay. Ren. It would have taken me a while
2: to get around to Kylo Ren. I think. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was, I was just seeing how like psychically linked we are. If you would ever okay. come around to that, what I was thinking of was Kylo Ren fighting Captain America, fighting Corazon right. in a multiverse crossover brawler brought to you yeah. by Disney Star Wars Marvel. On
2: on like the Steamboat Willie boat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All the oh yeah, black, and white, Disney stuff. black yeah. and white
1: Mickey's there as well, doing his his kind of like yeah. up and down animation, doing his rubber
2: yeah. hose dancing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That'd be yeah, that'd be good. I can see that. Uh and you could have like Prudence palling around with maleficent
1: Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. Okay.
2: And Ursula, the sea witch.
1: Yes, please.
2: You know, just a girl's night out. That'd be great. That would be great.
1: Okay. I come I I'm so excited to be absorbed by <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> into their girl gang.
1: No, by a mega oh, corporation. By, by a mega corporation. By a giant heartless multimedia conglomerate. Yeah. Get at us. (laughs) Okay, so let's listen to Let's Get Fiscal Part 2 while Andy and I go and make some calls. And we'll see you on the far side to talk about all the spoilers that Andy referred to earlier in this podcast.
2: It's not still Bob Iger, is it? Who's in charge? Michael Eisner will know someone. Let's call him.
1: Hello, Disney. Put me through to Disney.
2: Let's just call, yeah, let's just call Mickey.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> ...inspiration, of course.
0: <laughs> now go up to it, neck all the way back.
3: Waddle under it. <laughs> you waddle proudly under the limbo pole.
0: Uh,
3: the kobolds go... Arr! <laughs> Arr! One of them runs behind a desk and comes back with a big rule. <laughs>
0: It's fine, it's fine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, just behind you The next stone door does indeed open.
2: All right, <sharp> Yes. Yeah. watch she quacked Let's go.
0: the duck yeah, I waddle over. first, I have a little swim in the fake sea. have a
3: little the duck is swimming, says uh. Fuddle stuff. He's been back on the... He's been on the hard fuddle stuff, <laughs> <frankly>. <laughs> He was drinking the whole time you were limboing, and now he's, a, he's sort of swaying gently.
2: <laughs> next room,
3: next test. Let's go. Let's go! Oh, you said that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you walk out into uh, the third chamber. Uh, in front of you is a wall. By the way, the door behind you... (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) The wall in front of you, uh, there are sort of sconces in the wall. It's dimly lit. The party vibe has gone. Oh. Oh. All everywhere on the wall, mathematical equations are scrawled. Oh. Oh, no. In a sort of odd crabbed hand. Uh, And fuddle stuff sort of whispers to you all. Oh, I'm always a bit scared of this bit.
2: Why what? <laughs> what? why, why that? Why? It's the great maze. The great maze? The great maze. But it's just numbers. There's no maze. It's just numbers. Look closer
3: as you look you see that actually down the end of this wall, there are two paths that go... Whoop,
0: I right look forward. up and see if there's a ceiling.
3: There is a ceiling. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> are I can't to? We're going to Google Earth it or something. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> uh, yeah, you are, you are within an, an enclosed stone chamber. Uh, the walls of this labyrinth are all covered in mathematical equations. Um, and Fuddle Stuff says, um, within this labyrinth, is the form that we, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> that smelled a bit. Apologies if it registers. Within Straighten
2: this... up you drunk, I say. <laughs> Slap him across the face. <laughs> ah,
0: ah.
3: <laughs> he makes a note. Was slapped by pirate. Within this maze is the form that we're looking for. The form of temporary extension. But first, we must make it through the maze. And survive what lies within?
1: Have you been through this maze before?
3: Oh, many times, yes. Once a day, usually.
1: So you know the way out?
3: Well, yes. But I'm not allowed to assist you, am I? I think I made that perfectly clear.
1: What if we tortured the gnome?
2: I was just <laughs> thinking that. Right? Yeah.
1: Egbert, torture. torture? It's not really my
3: thing, to be honest. <laughs> All right, working well, on this whole
2: atonement thing. Just turn around, I say, pulling a stiletto knife <laughs> from my <poop. laughs>
3: boot. Puddle stuff is sort of, doesn't, doesn't notice this huddle you're having, is kind of hu- humming the tune that was playing <laughs> in the last room. The maze, the great Watch for the minor calculator.
2: before we, okay, before we torture this guy possibly to death,
1: hmm. does
2: anyone know
3: maths?
1: Let's all have a look at the, the wall. equations. Yeah, can we all study the equations on the
3: wall? Maths isn't really my strong point, to be honest. I struggle to add my additional attack. So <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's right.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, who would like to, who's having a go at, the, at cracking the code that's scrawled along the walls? I'm, yeah.
0: Investigate the wall. Quack the code. <laughs> no, no.
3: My, minus, minus one inspiration. Plus one inspiration. Does maths count as a language? (laughs) Come on. No! No. Yeah, you weren't expecting that, were you? No. I thought thought he was going to be a soft touch. (laughs) Sadly not. Yeah, make a mental note to to kill Dob. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone who's trying to crack the code, make me a... I want to say arcana history choose yes. between choose choose between those two I choose arcana youiro. cool as <sighs> a 20
1: just, 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 just. Quit, 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 quick 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 20 intelligence right proficiency of uh, uh, yeah
3: yeah potentially I got 15 11. that's not bad right
1: Whoa.
3: um egbert you sort of peer at the wall uh, you assume you're not going to be able to make any sense of it but actually slowly as you look it's like a magic eye some of the numbers start to resolve themselves into, uh, I- 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 into some kind of pattern. And as you turn and say, hey, everyone, I, th- I think Prudence shoulders you out the way. <laughs> <laughs> out of Outside. the way.
1: Outside. I have Outside, spotted you. the
3: numbers
2: 80085, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty
3: funny.
1: <laughs> well done.
3: Uh, Fuddle stuff uh, sees you point them out and is absolutely cracking up. <laughs> this guy gets it. Rolling around on the floor. Prudence. Yes. You look at the numbers. Yes. Immediately they order themselves uh, as if called to your dark whim. And immediately numbers, numbers, you numbers. perceive that within the, the algebraic code there is in fact a map. Oh. A map that seems to lead through a twisty-turny path.
1: Great, I, I um, transcribed the map mm-hmm. into my adventurer's notebook, are, similar.
3: Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's a kind of dense square full of squiggles okay. uh, that leads into the center of the maze, uh, where there is the algebraic symbol F, you assume, for form.
1: Oh, okay. um, Now Sigmund. Yes. Sorry, were you going to say anything <laughs> before I interrupted you?
3: No. It w- <laughs> Yes, but now you have to talk to Sigmund.
1: Sigmund. Yes. Were you singing something about a minor calculator?
3: Oh, the minor calculator. yes. The
1: minocalculator.
3: The minor calculator, calculator of the maze.
1: Yes, yes.
3: Yes, I was, yes. What, I was. What,
1: what's of it, Sigmund? Oh,
3: well, only that we must pass it if we are to reach the center of the maze, that's all.
1: And, and where is it? Just roaming, free roaming? Does it have a patrol route?
3: A patrol route? No. Yeah, look at this
1: map, where is it?
3: Oh, gosh, Ooh. Oh. Uh, well it's there, by the big M. There's a big oh, M. Oh, I see, yeah. There's a big M, it's kind of just in front of the large
1: F. Oh, okay. No further questions.
3: <laughs> well done for cracking the code, though. Yeah. Most people don't manage it. I'm and am at math. He points to a corner that's just stacked high with skeletons.
1: Oh. Oh, dang. Idiots. Yes. Can't even do maths.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I check their notebooks. One of them has written 8008. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> 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 you want to lead the way then, Prudence?
1: Yeah, okay, yeah. cool.
2: As the map holder. What was that about a, a minor tour?
1: There's a, the the mino calculator.
2: The bido brackets calculator. Probably works better written now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it some kind it's of... It's a
3: very good name, <laughs> okay.
1: So what is okay. it, like a, a math monster? Some kind of... What an ball? apt
3: description.
1: Half bull, half maths.
3: <laughs> half half man, half maths. <laughs> no bull, yeah. Half bull, half maths, half terror. That's... You're much 50%. Yeah. It's
2: also only half terror, that's not that scary. <laughs> <laughs> you must beware the Mino
3: Calculator. And survive its challenge if you wish to acquire the form which you seek. Do we? Why, do we want to acquire this form? Then we have to do taxes. No. The, the if
2: you form acquire, is to
1: delay, d- delay. To, delay, and, and to, then, then we God. would do taxes. I'll explain it delay. to you again, Corazon.
3: <laughs> no, uh, a lengthy explanation uh, <laughs> takes place. I storm off into the labyrinth wildly. Okay, Corazon, you storm off into the labyrinth. Uh, Cool. What everyone, everyone else doing?
1: Uh, we're going the other way, because that's the wrong way. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
3: storm out of the labyrinth. Whoa! <laughs> no. Make me um, a wisdom perception check. Let's see. Uh, Fourteen. All right, yeah. Uh, you storm off, uh, quickly realize, oh wait, Prudence has the map, uh, and, and turn back, but not before. Uh, Now that you're away from the party and the bickering that always goes with the party, you can hear something new. It's a kind of distant, echoing, kind of snorting sound with kind of a sort of thudding like that and a kind of metallic clanking. Sounds like more than half terror. (laughs) (laughs) That's the strong impression you get as you hurry back. Oh boy, okay. All right.
2: I can hear that minor calculator out there. Sounds like bad news. Well, I guess if we want this form.
3: <laughs> and apparently we do, <laughs> so let's go. If you want a 10-day extension on your audit, that's yes. 10 days. That's I'm enough time lead. for Dob to come back and have to deal with it. Himself. All right.
1: <laughs> oh, this way. All right. Follow me.
3: Let's go," says Fuddle stuff. "Everybody follows Prudence. Uh, you wend your way through the maze quickly. You realise that it's a good job that you crack the code on the wall because uh, this maze is full, not only of wrong turns and dead ends, but also deadly traps. You can see little holes in the wall uh, that, when you get a little bit closer, you can see the sort of tip of a poison blow dart just waiting to be launched into an unsuspecting adventurer. Um, skeletons." litter the, the ground and kind of every corner. They're kind of like draped in despair, like this up against the wall, <laughs> most of them, as if they've been clawing their way out. Some of them appear to have been stamped into just bone fragments. But as you get Whoa. further into the labyrinth, there are fewer and fewer skeletons because not a lot of adventurers made it this far. And eventually, when you've been journeying in a roundabout way into the center of the maze for a, for a few minutes, uh, you... You you turn a corner, and uh, And they really wanted that 10-day extension on their tax (laughs) (laughs) form. Yeah, they didn't want to be audited. Uh, And as you turn the corner, you get your first look uh, at uh, what Fuddle Stuff was talking about, the Mino Calculator. And boy, do you wish you hadn't seen it. Uh, This thing is up to the ceiling. Uh, It's a kind of huge clockwork Ball man, it appears to be sort of dormant. Uh, its eyes are sort of covered with stone. In each of its massive uh, hands is a huge stone great axe, and it's covered with thick stone plate armor. Uh, but you haven't disturbed it, and Fuddlestuff says, "There it is." <laughs> no. <laughs> There's the man of I, I see the
0: gnome.
3: <laughs> like that, uh, but not in time, unfortunately. Oh. The eye. I'm making that noise a lot. That's the theme noise. <laughs> yeah, that clang, <laughs> clang, 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 clang. The eyes uh, reveal like little dials, and this swivels round to you. Snorts and stands up, filling the passageway. Uh, In front of you Um, You notice that embedded in its chest is a counter with the number five on it Uh, And it and as steam hisses out of its nose uh, It says in a metallic roar (coughs) Prepare for stage one testing (laughs) So
2: I turn to the to the gnome to fuddle stuff and I say so sorry, what's the test here exactly the test? Yes, well, it's a minocalculator. Yes, no, I got the pun. Yeah, it's, it's very very clever. Well done. <laughs> Did you know I had a hand in coming up with it? It was a group effort. Yes, no, I'm sure it was, it was very good. But yes, wh- <laughs> I came up with the minotaur bit. Right, yes, because of the, the ball.
3: Because yes. it's a minotaur. Yes, no, I understand that. But <laughs> And we- then Bethany, who works with me, she said because it's got a calculator in it and because the test is one of arithmetic, it should be called a minocalculator. And yep. we all just fell about. I choke the gnome unconscious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no need to roll for that, he's unconscious now. Um, The Mino Calculator uh, speaks again, Uh, and as it speaks this time, four blue lights appear beneath that counter, the, the five counter. Bing, 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 bing. And that five second counter begins to tick down as it bellows, and audience, feel free to help with this.
0: Speak the correct solution.
3: Wait, 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 wait. You're, you're, you, you need to help with a, a much harder bit. <laughs> <laughs> if only <you> had <laughs> to count down from five. This is the countdown. Speak the correct solution. Five. 19 plus 18. 37. And a blue light, turns green. Like that. Good. Yeah. 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 And if we fight this thing, I promise to All have right. my extra attack. I strut out of the room confident I've beaten. <laughs> 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 uh, with a stone axe, DOOM! <laughs> <laughs> comes down, barring your way. OK. <laughs> <laughs> like that. And it sort of shaves a few of the buttons off of your, um... Oh. ...self. <laughs> the counter resets. Dick, 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 dick. 25
0: times 11. Two hundred five. Two seven five. I believe I heard two seven five.
1: Yes, you definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Bing. <laughs> yes.
3: Second blue light. Egbert's just in awe of all the maths that's going on. Uh, the mino calculator, uh, its dial eyes spin round a little bit as it as it comes up with the next randomised calculation, and it goes. Eighty-seven minus a hundred and thirty-three. Uh. Uh. I heard minus forty-six. Thank you. Thanks. Wow, you got, luck- you yep. got lucky there. Bing. The third blue light goes on. This is so
1: traumatizing. <laughs> yeah, it really
0: is. Johnny, how could you do this to us? <laughs>
3: I may have made a small tweak to Johnny's final. <laughs> uh, 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 all right. OK. The, there's, one, there's one blue light remaining. Uh, and the Mino Calculator fixes you all with a Steely gaze. Uh, the counter resets. And everyone gets ready to maths as hard as they possibly can. Heck yeah. Okay. We're, you, this Mino Calculator, we're doing all the calculating. <laughs> so it's not really calculating, is it? It's just offering questions.
2: Hey, yeah, he's right.
3: You I need, a, you need a new name job. for your mino calculator. <laughs> <laughs> the head turns to look at you, like the... Incorrect answer. What? <laughs> a jet of steam comes out of the uh, the minotaur's <laughs> <monitor's> nose. <laughs> you have fire immunity, though, right? So uh, resistance. And that probably extends to oh, resistance. <laughs> yeah. oh, right. oh, well, in that case, uh, roll, me, uh, roll me, roll me, roll me four d ten. Four. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's an eight. We're halving it. We're halving it. That is a ten.
1: Oh, unlucky. That's
3: a four. We're halving it. We're halving it. And another four, for a total of. And when half.
0: More maths. Yeah. Worse. i trying to out of the yeah. math. Uh, all
3: right. And when half, that is. Thirteen.
1: Yeah, uh, thirteen. Yes, all right.
3: <laughs> a jet of boiling steam. Cool. Uh, uh, washes over you, Egbert. It's not very nice, but it's nothing you can't handle. Corazon, you edge back in. The minor calculator, the head swivels back to center. I really need to avoid a fight with this thing. (laughs) (laughs) The counter resets for a final time uh, and begins to tick down as the minor calculator says 62 billion minus one. Uh,
0: Well, 61,999,999.
3: I think I heard 62 billion, Oh, you
0: said billion. I heard 1000000 uh-uh.
3: The okay. final light. Ow! Oh.
0: Enunciate, Mino Calculator. <laughs> yeah,
3: minor Calculator. <laughs> the minocalculator Calculator goes, sorry, I've been meaning to work on that. I don't <laughs> talk to many people.
0: Uh. It's awful lonely down here. Uh. And
3: the final light goes, dung. The Mino Calculator looks at the light, sadly, and goes, uh Duty calls. Uh, as the lights wink out one by one, uh, one of the great axes that the Mino Calculator is holding just crumbles tsh, into dust. And that stone armor that it was wearing tsh, also dissolves, revealing its sort of half matted fur, half steam clockwork, whoa, sort of underbelly. Uh, and it... Raises that remaining stone great axe, and I think at this point we all roll for initiative. Hmm. Okay.
1: <gasps> okay.
3: Oh wow, my calculator is so good and strong.
1: <laughs>
3: uh, Ten for me. Ooh,
0: twenty-two. Thirty. Very good.
3: Twenty. Nice.
0: Also, I realised I still said that number as a duck. So.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Did you think that being a duck would give you an advantage on the math stuff, or...? Uh, no. <laughs> Ducks have incredible reaction speed, that's why she got such
2: a high initiative.
3: <laughs> uh, okay, combat has been initiated with the Mino Calculator, now weakened thanks to your and the audience's incredible mathematical prowess. Well done, everyone. Uh Right, Merowyn, you're up first. What do? This thing is sort of winding up an enormous axe attack.
0: Okay, I'm going to channel Dob, okay? And as a duck, I'm going to fly up and try and poop in its eyes. (laughs) What would Uh, Dob do?
3: It's like he's in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, brilliant. Uh, I suppose make me a flying pooping (laughs) check. Uh, Let's call that... um, I want to say, uh, no, constitution, because you're trying to poop, right? <laughs> wow. Well. Let's just, yeah, you, yeah.
0: Okay, that's a 17.
3: That'll do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. That'll do it.
3: Yeah. Uh, with a sort of rush of feathers, Uh Meryl, when in duck form, sort of flies up to the minor calculator's eyes uh, and just... <laughs> park, you park yourself yeah. right, right on its eye sockets.
0: Oh,
3: no. And is there a noise or.
0: Do you want us to look away?
3: <laughs> With one wing.
0: Can't go, <laughs> when anyone's watching. Opens a newspaper
2: <laughs> nice. and settles in. Let just step outside the bit for a second. John Marston from Red Dead Redemption is here, Alan. If he hears this, <laughs> he's going to think we're weird.
3: <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I do, don't know,
0: Dutch. Have you seen the horses <laughs> in that game? <laughs>
2: now hold on, fellas. Sounds like someone's talking about pooping in a minotaur's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
3: Arthur. Sorry, uh, right, John. Yeah, so with a with a noise, use your,
0: ima- <laughs> use
3: your, ima- use your imaginations, that's what we're all doing. Uh, yeah, uh, you void yourself into the minotaur's inner workings. Uh, the eyes, the kind of cogs, spin around uh, in... Panic, uh, and are sort of gummed up and jammed, and it roars obviously in in agony. Why was it programmed to feel pain? It wonders, and it goes. <laughs> sort of thrashes around. It swings its great axe uh, into the walls, kind of bashing away destructible scenery, um, and is blinded. Brilliant. Corazon, you're up next.
2: Okay, it's. Um I, you want to poop on it anyway? <laughs> yeah, I would like to <laughs> acrobatically poop into its eyes again. No. Uh, is there, like, um, I want to find where the, sort of the main gears are. Is there a panel on the back, a panel on the front?
3: Mm, uh, make me a... Let's do a quick uh, perception check, I'd say. It's not going to be too tricky. You are getting a good view of all of it because it's thrashing wildly. Uh, 19. 19, okay, yeah. You see uh, on the back, actually, there's um, uh, a set of very vital looking gears, uh, there's, a, there's, an, there's a plaque, a small plaque that your keen eyes can read that says, do not interfere with, these bits are really important to the workings of the Mino Calculator. Great. I would like to uh, pick up the unconscious gnome and feed him into the gears.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow. Okay, sure. Um well, let's see, the thing's thrashing around, uh, you're pretty acrobatic, but you're trying to kind of like whoop up onto it, and you're holding the gnome, who obviously is unconscious, <laughs> which is a mercy I'm now realising. Um, I figure it won't like completely crush him, he'll just jam it up some. That's. You know what? That's not up to any of us really, is it? It won't kill. Yeah. Either that They'll or use just grease to make it you. run more efficiently. Yeah. I... In God's hands now. I... <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's definitely been a theme, but I feel like this is another acrobatics check. I can't really see anything that feels more appropriate. Here we go. Okay. It's a
2: 12. <laughs> uh,
3: okay. Let's say uh, you, um, you, you as, the, as the great axe sort of swings down, it is momentarily embedded in the wall, you see your chance and hop up onto the, the broad stone sharp blade of it, uh, and scamper nimbly up the arm. Uh, and the gnome under my arm. With the gnome, yeah. We're doing the- an end
2: zone run. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> You're doing the end zone run. Um, and you, uh, yeah, you, you get a, an arm around its neck, and um, with the other arm, you just, from downtown... Yeah, windmill dunk. Win- windmill dunk. You windmill- feet first. Feet
2: Yeah, first. With his feet first, just in case it's survivable. What'd you roll?
3: 12. <laughs> That's what you're aiming to do. But unfortunately, oh. in the chaos, you may have picked the gnome up the wrong way around.
1: Oh.
3: Oh. Oh, dear. Oh. And Fuddles... didn't tell me to look away this time. <laughs> look away, Egbert! <laughs> I, I look scream. Look away, Egbert, you scream. Sweet Egbert! As you dunk the unconscious. He's not f- for your eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, fuddle stuff. Yeah, you dunk him into the gears. Let's see what that does to his frail unconscious body.
0: I don't think he's going to be oh, okay. very
3: long. <laughs> okay. That's actually not so bad. It wakes him up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does.
3: Yeah. You'd think, wouldn't yeah. you? Uh, think. but... Yeah. Here's what, what everyone else can see is Puddle Stuff's legs poking out of the Minotaur. <laughs> and those legs are going <coughs> like that. The Minotaur, meanwhile, uh, is like now blinded, also trying to sort of get at something on its back. Um, yeah, so he's now doubly confused, I suppose, and I'm thinking about it now, has be, you know, a, a sort of reduced... mobility with the great axe i'm Mm. thinking because it's (laughs) like that i jump back and go there you go
2: fuddle stuff just like you asked and i look at the others to see if they've been buying it fuddle stuff can't
3: hear you in there yeah no it's not for him (laughs) it's for the others (laughs) all right Uh, (laughs) quick quick
2: quick, brave
1: gnome. quicker
3: persuasion check uh now dirty 20. 30-20, 30 20, yeah. You're all surprised that Fuddlestuff asked for that. Because <laughs> it seems pretty fatal. But I have no reason not to believe Corazon. <laughs> so, yeah. what a brave. Uh, Hufflestuff is next, but I think we're going to skip his turn. Um, oh, okay. The uh, Mino Calculator is next. Uh, right. Let's add some disadvantage to this, but I guess Corazon, It sounds like you're probably closest. Um, oh damn, my bonus action. All right, fair enough. Backflip, back. Yeah, uh, that great axe is going to come swinging around, uh, and it is going to do its darndest to hit you with it, real hard. Okay. What's your arm class? Fifteen. That's a connect. Uh oh, what's that? Let's roll a da- Why don't you roll a damage? Roll two d12s. You roll damage. All right, but you won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just a one, and that's an eleven. So a, yeah, so okay, yeah, so twelve plus four. Eight. I hope it didn't use its jet of steam attack on you there. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been really bad. <laughs> Uh, Corazon, you are hit by this great axe and flung bodily and painfully. I think you mean you uncannily me. dodge the uh, <laughs> the great axe attack. And remind me what uncanny dodge does? Uh, it halves the attack's damage. Again. It halves the attack's damage. Prudence, you're up.
1: All right. You, you mentioned that um, when the stone armor came off the minor calculator. Yes. Uh, there were organic parts, like the there the were furry. Yes, yeah, that's, that's right. Parts. Whereabouts? Like I. I Size up the Mino for weak points.
3: The joints, mainly, is where the organic stuff is. Because as yet, Geth's engineers have not created a, a, a mechanism as perfect as the Minotaur. So all of the kind of moving parts, okay. elbows, wrists, knees, okay. hips, shoulders, are all fur and bone and meat.
1: Huh. OK, and nothing glowing,
3: per se. <laughs> well, there's a gnome sticking out of the glowing bit. <laughs> There's a what? A gnome. I already gnomed up the oh, gro- I already gnomed up right, the glowing okay. bit. Okay, yeah. we get
1: one glowing bit and it's already got a gnome all jammed up. You're
3: welcome. <laughs> There's a gnome all gummed <laughs> up in the gears in there.
1: Okay, fine. Well, um, let's not mess with the classic. I cast a twin beam Eldritch Blast.
2: Yes.
3: Two,
1: it's, um, let's say, let's go for its... say It's got leg joints, right? Yep. One of its leg joints. You're kneecapping it with Eldritch Yeah, I'm going to kneecap it. That's but cool. both, both beams into one kneecap. I'm not spreading my best. Uh,
3: you're <laughs> not a monster.
1: <laughs> no, I am a monster. That's why we're going to take out this kneecap.
3: Okay. Uh, yeah. Roll cool. for it. Roll for it. All
1: right. I'm going to roll for it. Uh...
3: The oh, armor, wait. I'll tell you the armor class you're uh, looking to beat
1: well, I'll is a
3: whopping 15.
1: Okay. Well, that's just as well because that was a 17. And for the other was a
3: wow. 27. Wow.
1: 717. Okay. Brilliant. Oh, my, oops.
3: <laughs> no, that's actually the exact correct noise, yeah. as you bring both hands together yeah. for a focused double a agonizing blasting blast.
1: blasting blast of agonizing blast add the charisma yeah, to its kneecap. Straight
3: to this blinded uh, lonely minotaur. Brilliant. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like an eldritch iron man. Like,
3: yes, yeah. excellent. Uh, roll, roll me the damage.
1: Alright, I will.
3: 15,
1: uh, 6.
3: 15, 6. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, not only have you exploded this, uh, it, yeah, uh, kind of cogs, but also bone kind shards. Kind of a
1: juicy explosion, Juicy. also metal shards.
3: Yeah, it's kind yes. of satisfying. The Eldritch Blast goes into the kneecap and it sort of swells in a bubbling way for a minute and then pops and the minor calculus all goes. <laughs> <laughs> and is down on one knee. Uh, Egbert, you're next. Can I roll to not look at that? <laughs> no, you must look. <laughs> So unpleasant. Uh, do, did you say bits of its like, brain were exposed and stuff? No. But sure. I thought you said there were bits, <laughs> <laughs> bits of like... Fur. Yeah, fur around its head.
0: Earlier
2: on when bit you bit mentioned bit. it had a peanut allergy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've got something for this. Uh, yeah, uh, around its head, in fact, because it, it did have some stone armour. Um, right. Um, just beneath its two fearsome horns. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there is a there is a kind of ex- exposed clockwork. Mechanism. That's what I thought you said. Yeah, can I breathe some fire into that hole? Uh, I yes. I think
0: still on his head as a duck.
3: Right. <laughs> right, I'll go around the back. I think. Okay, Egbert says he's going to go around the back. He's <laughs> <laughs> like... Hurry up Would in there,
2: Merylwen. Other people need jeepin. to use the <laughs> <laughs> Minotaur's <duck>. <laughs> head.
0: They're going to have crispy duck pancakes tonight. It'd be great. Okay, cool. Fine,
3: a focused jet of flame directly into the, the cavity, the brain cavity, will be fine. Oh. Yeah, like when you have a blowtorch and you sort of it's, just... Yeah, exactly, yeah. It focus is, it. It but is more f- of a cone, but as I imagine it, there's the head, and then on the other side of the cone is Merrowen. So actually, Merrowen will be fine unless you destroy the head. So Got it. So that's what we're trying to find out, I think. The risk I'm prepared to take. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, let's just see if you can get up there. Obviously, this thing is not too hard to clamber up on now that it's in such agony. Um, but yeah, make me just make me a strength, just make me a strength athletics check to, to get okay. up. Thing and just don't whiff it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay,
0: that's a, good noise. So a three
3: plus four is so a seven. Yeah, that that'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, good. Yeah, five was the number I had in my mind. Yeah, uh, yeah. In a, in a sort of swift bound, you boing, boing, boing up, up on, up onto it, uh, and swing round to the back of it. Uh, so you're now kind of clamped onto the back of its shoulders. Yeah. Beneath you, little gnome legs so <laughs> frantically wiggling. Yeah. Uh, in front of you is the back of the head. On the other side of the head is a little duck with its eyes going <laughs> <real> wide. <laughs> and we're firing off. Co- uh, but yes, the breath, breath weapon. Breath it's breath a, it is a 15-foot cone. Uh, it's a deck saving throw. <laughs> a deck saving throw. Okay. Yes.
0: Uh-uh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> What's your damage on that? Uh, 3d6 on a failed save, half as much on success. Cool. Uh, yeah, roll, roll me that then. Uh, that's a six. Four. And another four. So okay. 14. Brilliant. Um, because this is so point blank, I'm going to do a roll, and I'll do it in the open, and this will just be whether the head melts <laughs> down, oh. to, down to nothing, oh, okay, Prudence? Okay. Do you want to roll it? Okay. I feel like I shouldn't be responsible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, 11.
3: 11, that's Eleven? more than 10, cool. That's for head strength.
1: Right, okay. 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 Could have
3: gone either way. The intense heat of the breath weapon uh, kind of melts and fuses this poor minotaur's head into sort of one solid poopy lump. (laughs) Nice. Uh, I tell myself somehow I'm putting it out of its misery. (laughs) Yes, but the evidence would suggest otherwise because, man, is it screaming. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. uh, But, Merowen, you you feel that as it starts to heat up, you're able to kind of... Flat back, and, and you avoid any damage. Uh, and Meryl, when we are we are back to your turn. Will you put this thing out of its misery?
0: Yes, I turn back into myself. Hello. <laughs> we all forget what I did. Okay, we never speak of it again. <clears throat> Got
3: it. Speak of what? No one's going to want to speak of any of what's happening. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Is that how you
3: want to use your turn? Telling everyone not to <laughs> not to think about
0: what You just did. No, no one tell anyone. Um, and what I would like to do is to try and put this poor thing out of its misery, and I would like to conjure a flame blade and strike it's it quickly through okay, the heart. Yep.
3: Quickly through the heart. Is that where the gnome is?
0: No, the gnome's a little bit below it. The gnome's, like, in the stomachy bit, right?
3: Well, the gnome's in the back, right in the middle. So. Yeah. In the
0: middle, and so I'm going <laughs> for the top. <laughs> I'm going for the top.
3: Are you kind of driving it in, in a sort of downward kind in of In an
0: way? upward way. Oh, up- oh, right.
3: I mean, you right. could do two putting out of miseries I'm... in one go. <laughs> um, what, wait, to... I'm on the, I'm still on the back of the head, right? I'll well, I... tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> everyone get off the Minotaur. <laughs> 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 just roll it, and then we'll see. Cool. You're definitely going to hit it, but... Uh... But who else are you going to hit? Yeah, let's just roll to see.
0: Okay, so what, what kind of a...
3: Let's say, uh, let's say, let's make it a strength athletics check, and um, anything over a 10, and you can direct this however you want.
0: 13.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs> so I'd like to go, uh, and I...
3: Diagonally upwards, please. Diagonally
0: upwards, yep. right? And I, I managed to go in between Egbert's arm and his <laughs> torso. So, like, just, yeah. whoop, just manage to avoid him. It's on right
3: fire? There. That still sounds quite yeah. painful. That's where the
2: vestigial wings are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've got Word. fire resistance. It's quite a big machine, and it's quite a small fire blade. Fine. It's small but mighty, and it just... it just A tiny little bit comes out, and you might see a little bit of, like... Yeah. Tss,
3: One out. of Egbert's uh, vestigial wings is just punctured a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. There's just, just a little tear in that now. Uh, yeah, but you do manage to expertly thread the needle. FUNK! As you slide in this flame blade, you feel the innards melting, uh, and the Mino Calculator gives one last... <laughs> and it, its eyes are all sort of melted <laughs> shut with poo now, but um, <laughs> you can still see a sort of light go out of it. It does, ha- however, have, uh, have one last little bit of payback, and that is a reaction that the Minor Tall Living Crystal statue has called Flying Shards. In response to being hit with a melee weapon attack, uh, the statue deals 11 piercing damage to the attacker. This is basically stone chips and bits of metal. (laughs) Firing back.
0: Ah,
2: You've got little cogs and springs stuck in your face. Is a
0: gnome a melee weapon?
3: (laughs) What a great question. Pass me the guide.
0: seen it happen before uh no i would have made a different i
3: believe really unfortunately not it's, uh, you know what email wizards it's not it's <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so you have little bits of uh cog and stuff embedded in your eye but uh yeah to the tune of 11 piercing damage but this thing yeah. vroom, vroom, clunks to the ground uh the little legs wiggling uh huddle stuff eventually sort of Probably.
2: Well, yeah, I'd like to grab him by the legs and yank him out of the back of the... Oh, that. okay.
3: I, thought I was going to let him sort of maneuver himself comfortably out, but he's getting yanked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he comes back with, like, basically all the skin he needs. Uh, yeah. It's less than you'd think. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yeah, sobered up now. Well, Fuddle Stuff, we managed to keep you safe. <laughs> <laughs> Don't... <laughs> Don't worry, that's just the kind of guild we are, making sure that you are out of <laughs> harm's way when that terrifying minotaur attacked.
3: Oh, well...
2: No need for words, stuff. I say. <laughs> Clapping him on the uh, a skin-covered section of back.
3: That's the Coruscant aftercare we've come to expect.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, the form's just there, so... <laughs> right and Indeed, the, uh, a piece of paper is on uh, a stone plinth. Hmm... Suspicious, I say, and check it for traps. There are no traps. You roll to see if there are traps, and you do it correctly, and there aren't any. <laughs> <laughs> he said looking at the time. <laughs> all right, fine. I get the, I'll get get the form, then, and have it. You get the form. Uh, presumably, you all sign it.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, I can't sign whoa. anything that
0: I haven't read. Yeah. Yeah.
3: This just needs a signature from the Treasurer. Read all right. it out,
0: verbatim. Someone who can
3: read, read this.
0: All of it. Oh, oh, oh. read Next it quickly, minutes. yeah. Uh, is, is there anything that's like signing away our souls or no, anything? No,
3: no. It is more or less what what, uh, what it specified uh, that you that you don't my, that you wish to delay uh, your audit by ten days for reason of uh, significant party unavailable uh, for interview, which oh, is done. Yes, yeah, so.
0: I sign it. I sign it, and I'll cool. I'll take that one. Brilliant. I'll take that one for the team guys forms.
3: Fuddle, fuddle stuff, sort of picking himself off the ground. <laughs> uh, says
0: well, all that remains
3: now is to just hand it in. Uh, and he sort of, with shaking <laughs> hand, hits a, hits a lever on the side of the wall and the, the back of the lib- labyrinth just boom, falls down to reveal the interior of the, the pub, pub that you left.
0: Of course, of course. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the, uh, the barmaid is, is there and she says, uh, you got a form for me?
0: Yeah, there you
3: go. Thank you. Uh, oh, is this the... Right, yeah, these are actually supposed to be signed one per person. Uh, But I've got a stack of them here, so (laughs) if you just sign these. (laughs) And having signed the forms, feed Uh, him back into the Minotaur. (laughs) 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 Having made it Dob's problem for another day, uh, your adventure comes to a close. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I think Merylwen should have to roll three charisma persuasion checks to make sure that we forget what she did. Yeah. Let's see him. Who remembers the pooping? <laughs> and it was memorable, so <laughs> yeah. beat an 18 on each of these. Nope. Prudence remembers.
1: I remember. Boy, I remember. I wish I didn't want oh, What, Corazon,
3: Corazon remembers in vivid, detail. super <laughs> Yeah, Corazon sees it when he closes his eyes, Thirteen. <laughs> but...
0: 13.
3: 13, uh, also remembers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was memorable. Uh, well, thank you very much, everyone, for coming. Give, yourself, uh, give yourselves a huge round of applause. Yeah. Thank you. Wonderful audience.
2: Uh, yeah, and if John Marston, if you can hear, uh, we've been a critical role. That's the sort of thing we do often, it's kind of our trademark. The uh, Poopy Pitaka stuff. stuff. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thank you so much for coming, everyone. I hope you had a good time. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And we'll see you again for some more expensure. Thank you so much. Bye. So, Meryl, did poop into the eyes of a boss.
1: It was unfortunate, we can all agree. But we also all agreed never to speak of it again. We did, so we I suppose
2: pact. we shouldn't really be talking about it i just want to acknowledge it was a thing that happened and to apologize really to any any fans that we let down with yep. <laughs> the Meryl-Wen's actions
1: we let ourselves down really. we let
2: ourselves down um we let the minor calculator down mm. i was expecting a good fair clean fight it was none of those none of those, none things. Of
1: those things and yeah. who knows if uh, the stars of red dead redemption 2 overheard it and were too polite to mention when you met them afterwards
2: yeah if they did they didn't mention it which was very classy of them i thought
1: (laughs) one of my strongest memories about this live show was the terror of doing maths Mm. math if you are an american person on stage live in front of an audience and i'm not terrible at maths actually Mm. brag 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 but like even so, it's a
2: different kind of. You're you're very good at actual math. I'm very good at like um, uh, what's it? Dr. Kawashima's brain training math, where it's like quickly do these very basic sums.
1: It's all math, baby. But also doing it on stage in front of hundreds of people, you are like. I've never done maths in my life and I don't well, know what D and numbers
2: D, are D D D is all math. You like roll a you roll a dice and then you have to add it and modify. It. So that's it's true. like oh, I rolled a twelve yeah. plus seven. That's it's 19. somewhat
1: different when it's like part of a puzzle that you are yeah. being presented with by a,
2: adding, subtracting by a to an extent person. multiplying, but once we once we get into division I'm done. I'm gone. It's that's just it.
1: a, just too much pressure. Yeah. Um, but thank you to the audience um, for coming through with those answers for us.
2: That was yeah, that was tough. The toughest challenge the Oxventurers have maybe ever faced.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was numeracy. Basic numeracy eventually yeah. killed them all. We knew it would happen.
2: But no, it was a, it was a good show. And then, and then, um, lo- lovely Khalil, who is uh, our point of contact at MCM, hooked hooked me up to go and meet the Red Dead folks, which was uh, which was amazing. I wasn't
1: there, unfortunately. I had to split, but Ellen was there and reports. Has to how um excited you were how yeah
2: rob wheatoff was there excitement. aka john marston mm. roger clark was there aka arthur morgan mm. peter Blomqvist was there aka micah bell <laughs> and that was still good even though he's my i pick.
1: remember looking at a bunch of their sort of social media content over that period and they were having a lovely time like riffing with each other and Oh, yeah. They're great. They're all, and... they're all good pals. They've they obviously like they worked together people. for
2: like four years or something recording the dialogue for this game. But um, yeah, they're all, they all great. Got to have a really nice chat with all of them. Um, Roger Clark, Arthur Morgan, recognised my voice, which makes me think that um, he may have seen that video in which Luke and I rat- talked about the plot of Red Dead Redemption 2 for over an hour.
1: What is the title of that video in case anyone wants to look it up for themselves?
2: It's called Seven Red Dead 2 Moments We Really Need to Talk About. Um it's probably, yeah, it's probably the most popular, one of the most popular Red Dead videos we've done. There has been a couple of kind of Easter egg vids that have done And you well. think
1: that's how Roger I Clark prob- recognised your voice. I don't
2: think he would have stumbled across my Morgan Monday streams. It seems unlikely. But, I mean, if you were in a game and you wanted to see a sort of critical discussion of it, then maybe you go looking on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And stumble onto that. Yeah, but it was a really, it was a fun session. I think Luke did a really good job stepping in at extremely short notice. Uh, to run the session, and um, you know, obviously we missed having Dob there, but I think uh, I think it was it was good. It came out well, and um, it was I think probably the most exciting adventure you could have about tax returns. Mm. I mean, who? What other D and D group can say that? A None that cri- I know of. C- critical role.
1: <laughs> yeah, where's your tax episode? Your no, tax dungeon crawl. One.
2: It's probably really good. <laughs>
1: That was Let's Get Fiscal part two. Yes. Thanks for listening. How about we look at a couple of reviews? How about this five-star review from Elliot C who says, Nice pod, Ox. Great podcast. Love listening to it through the week. Commentary at the start is a great idea. And the jingle is great.
2: Ah, yeah. Banjo Gaioli, who did the jingle, uh, is well worth checking out on on YouTube. Um, He does amazing covers of uh, video game music. Uh, like the Castlevania theme on all like traditional instruments or like Monkey Island music or any of that stuff is, is brilliant. So check him out.
1: He did such a great job with such a um, thin brief from us. Hey,
2: <laughs> I worked closely with Banjo-Gaioli to That's bring true. out the, the great sound that is the Accenture Jingle. It's
1: got great tavern vibes. I really love where it ended up. So thank you very yeah. much for that. Um, Elliot C goes on to say, I would thoroughly recommend, as a long-time D&D fan and DM, to any new players, the first few campaigns talk about rules and would be invaluable to a new player. And the later ones, specifically Apocalypse, build on the more complex rules. Hmm. So, yeah.
2: Do you feel any sense of responsibility that some people are learning how to play D&D from us?
1: Yeah, I think they should call it like 6E. I think D&D 6E should be our way of playing <laughs> D&D. <laughs>
2: Which is wrong
1: which is, yeah. <laughs> is 6e wrong. is
2: shorthand for wrong and yeah. uh yeah if you want to learn how to play it wrong yeah you that's out.
1: that's my only ambition is to create a generation of D players who don't really who are doing it wrong <laughs> no, yeah. no i'm i'm lying i'm joking it's all jokes yeah. so suited raptor meanwhile gives us a five-star review and says best D campaign ever whoa I mean, and who are we to argue with Suited Raptor, who says the Oxventure is the perfect campaign for anyone to get into Dungeons and Dragons. Their Discworld-esque setting is great, I praise indeed, especially with their subversions of fantasy cliches and tropes.
2: Oh, that's my favourite thing to do is subvert fantasy cliches and tropes. Yeah,
1: up yours, cliches and tropes.
2: Yeah, and your face (laughs) talking.
1: Yeah, that's us. Just a sidelong look at tropes and cliches. (laughs)
2: Uh, thank you so much to everyone for writing reviews. Uh, it, it does help the podcast out, even just dropping us a rating, you know, five stars or whatever. Yeah, if you don't want to write
1: something, that's fine. Just yeah, five, five stars, stars is fine. Easy. Just hit
2: the. I mean, it's the closest one to where your thumb is probably. Just hit, yeah. that, hit that five, that fifth star.
1: And if you're listening on Spotify, which most of our listeners do, by the way, um, feel free to follow. If you hit follow on Spotify, actually, that helps us out. So um, I don't know if you're like me, then I have some podcasts where I just check in now and again. I don't follow them. I just kind of search them out here and there. But if you actually follow us, I think that that is good for us and our algorithm.
2: No, I'm learning so much about podcasting. This is great.
1: Yeah. Well, you have been because you've been making a podcast lately, haven't you?
2: Well, this. Yeah, this one. You've got your very no, but lately. your
1: own podcast.
2: Yes, well, Luke and I do have another podcast where we talk about Disney Channel original movies, um, which are bad children's films from the nineties. But they're they're sort of endlessly fascinating uh, in a way that you can only understand if you listen to me and Luke talk about them for an hour straight
1: on. Mom can't cook. Yeah. a decom podcast, and I think that's the third week in a row we have plugged it at my insistence because it is very very funny. So um, okay. If you've already taken the hint, if you're a listener and you've already taken the hint, then then thank you, and I'll I'll stop now.
2: The next episode coming out is about a movie called Horse Sense, Horse-sense. which is which is yeah. really hard to say. Horse sense, Horse-sense. horse sense, horse sense. Well, isn't so ho-
1: we'll horse sense is, is an idiom, isn't it? I feel like it's an old one of these I, old yeah, school idioms, and it means just like it. good old common sense, old fashioned yeah. common sense, right? Yes, but it's like, I think.
2: That is correct, but also the uh, the ranch that is at the core of the story in Horse Sense is actually a cattle ranch, so it should be called Cow Sense.
1: Cow Sense, which isn't an idiom, however.
2: Unfortunately, not.
1: (laughs) I love those films that work seemingly work backwards from um, irrelevant, outdated idioms, like "you lucky dog," (laughs) which you listened to last week. Yeah. Um.
2: But the dog in that they named the dog in that lucky. Lucky, so it it works perfectly.
1: It's a flawless title. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
2: You'd be good at writing DCOMs. It's a shame they they're good now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I was thinking that i I wish I was a decom screenwriter because I could yeah. work so little
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just let the charm of Joey Lawrence carry the movie for you
1: yeah, right I barely need yeah. to barely need to write anything, just yeah. let him improvise for just hundred be, be pages. Joey
2: Lawrence for an hour and yeah. twenty minutes
1: anyway, that's my dream being a decom mm. writer in the mid nineties. <laughs> <the 90s>. <laughs>
2: Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed. Um, Do remember to uh, give us give us that five star rating if you can, and uh, we will see you next week for some more Oxventure podcasts.
1: More Dungeons and Dragons with us.
2: Oh, next week's episode. Oh, next week's episode is Hog Wild, man. Really? Yeah, looking forward to that one. Crikey! All right, so come on back next week for Hog Wild Part One. It's going to be a good time. We'll see you then.